Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In 49 other states, football is just a game. But this is Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers... The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Wisconsin fans demand the best. The best analysis. The best interviews. The best coverage. And no one delivers like the Bill Michaels Huddle. Good evening and welcome. We are broadcasting the Hulk tonight from a great place, a place we love coming to each and every year. We get a chance to see our buddy Cornet and the whole staff down here at Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street in Milwaukee, the home of the Big Boy Burger and so much more. Come on down and say hello tonight. they got a big night coming up tomorrow night, the night before Thanksgiving. And then obviously if you want to come out for some Thanksgiving fun and frivolity, you can do that as well all the way, uh, all the way through every game, by the way. You can stop by here as well. Drew Burgoyne from CBS 58 to joining us here uh, tonight at the table. Also, uh, Billy Schmidt, Baby Tausch, uh, joining us from our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 105.7, 12.50 a.m., The Fan. And, uh, guys, thanks for coming out on uh, the, the craptastic rainy night. Thanks for having us, Bill. At least it's not like 12 inches of snow, meteorologist dude, right? Hey, we called it right. We're Come on, have Drew. some rain, some wind, right? <laughs> I want the big boy burger, so that's why I'm That's here, right? fantastic. I'm just glad Drew got us all ready and told us what was going to happen. <laughs> right? I knew that I had to go with my four-wheel drive because I knew at some point maybe this is going to turn into a little bit of ice, right, Captain? I think we're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. Okay, good. Good, because I didn't wear my winter jacket, so, have, so I only went halfway. So but. have the extra one tonight. Brought to you by Bud Light. Thank you very much. The official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So we're sitting here talking about this Packers team and this game this past weekend, uh, the Sunday night spectacular or craptacular, depending on how you want to look at it. Oof. But uh, let me let me start here, and Drew, I'll ask you. So Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of criticism this week. Uh, he was 0 for when it came to third down conversions. The offense didn't look good. Uh, the targeting Devonta Adams continuously. So you tell me, is this? Uh, if you had to put a percentage on it, what is it, Aaron Rodgers? Because I, I think Aaron Rodgers is taking too much heat. I mean, I, I think he's just doing kind of what they're supposed to do. He is looking for Devonta Adams. He's trying to look for a playmaker. I think at times he gets away from that, but for the most part, it looked to me like this team was just out coached, and it's more so on the coach than it is and the play caller than it is on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. So if I had to give a, 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 a blame, I'm probably going, you know, 40% of this was Aaron Rodgers, and the rest of it you can trickle down to O-line and coaching and everything else. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm just going to go 25%. I'll go 25% offensive line, and then half of it to me is coaching. I think we're seeing a rookie head coach, you know, who's had a great start. I mean, it's been a wonderful start. I mean, it, it exceeded my expectations, no doubt about it, but these – the lack of the in-game adjustments or the we're two steps behind. I mean, two great examples. You've got both of these California games where you got punched in the mouth. The first one, let's say you're not prepared, but I, there's no way you're not prepared with a bye week. And I just felt like they were outcoached and LaFleur was two steps behind the whole game. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole Alex Light deal to me, I mean, come on, man. you got to go over there and throw him a light preserver at some point. Everybody in the building knew that he was getting beat like a drum. Yeah, I just I, it felt, felt bad for him. There's nothing he could do. The Balaga thing, that's not his fault, but 
you got to make adjustments. So I think more of this is on coaching and going forward and the game plan. You know, I know he said we're just going to stick with the game plan. Uh, well, I think a lot of people laughed at that because I don't think they agreed with it. I go back three, four weeks ago. They're taking on uh, the Oakland Raiders. They're spreading the ball around. They're running it in many different facets. You've got Aaron Jones with 12 touches for 50 yards. Aaron Jones catching the ball four times for 33 yards out of the backfield. Uh, he, you know, it looks like, a, you know, Aaron Rodgers with, uh, you know, a touchdown run. Aaron Rodgers had a big day with five touchdowns in that ball game. Jimmy Graham had a touchdown. They're spreading it around to everybody the week after that. You've got at Kansas City, uh, same thing. And that game in which Aaron Jones went off for over 250 yards. He had 20 touches in that ball game. They're spreading it around. Jones, Lazard, Graham, Williams, Kumro, Lewis, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez, Scanling, all getting catches in that ball game. And then it hit. And then you go back and you look at the game against the Chargers. And Aaron Jones, very little, eight touches in that ball game. Uh, only had one, or eight uh, eight uh, attempts in that ball game of rushing. Only one catch in that game, yep. so nine catches. You go back the next week after that, and you look at Carolina. Carolina, he didn't have a catch out of the backfield, you know. And your most dynamic playmaker, in my opinion, not getting the ball. And then you go back to this week, and you look at it and say, okay, and Geronimo Allison, by, or not to Geronimo, but Devontae Adams, by the way, thirty uh, uh, targets in the last three games. They're one and two. Well, and they've only targeted Aaron Jones. He had one catch for negative one yard. Yeah. And, and like, this is also when, when you do see teams start to scheme in a different way, right? And, and now you're starting to see teams see the film from that Kansas City game and know, all right, they put it, we put a, a linebacker on this guy on the outside. He's going to shred us, and we're going to get torched all day long. We're not going to be able to play that way. But to, to, to be able to get your best playmakers – the football in key spots. We talked to David Boxiari on the local show uh, down here in Milwaukee today, and he first off said, you know, how do you guys get him more involved, right? And, and he said, well, as an offensive lineman, I, I have to go work on my job and everything's going to handle itself. If I was a quarterback, if I was a coach, I'd be able to give you a little bit more of an answer. So you can read into that whatever you want, if I was a quarterback or if I was a coach, that he maybe sees there being some, some differences in opinion of how they're going to spread the football around. But the proof is in the pudding, Bill. We talked about it on your show earlier today. You've got to get your best playmakers the football and in a game like that where you're not maybe able to get into your game plan like you want to right away, you got to start forcing it at some point. And they never did that. So let me ask you this. Talking to Bakhtiari today, give me your thoughts. It, when you walked away from that conversation, what did you feel the consensus was? It felt like to me that, that he expects them to get the football to Aaron Jones more, that, that he's been waiting for them to get Aaron Jones the football more. And, and once, when you continually are shooting yourself in the foot with pre-snap penalties and penalties that are, are – backing you up and putting you behind the sticks. I don't think they were able to get into what they had planned for Aaron Jones, but it sounded like there was some some ways they felt they were going to be able to manipulate the matchup against San Francisco, but they're waiting for a certain down and distance. They're waiting for the certain opportunity. And you know this as, as well as anybody, Bill. You've been around this game and around this team for a long time. Sometimes you need to push the issue to get your playmakers the football like. It feels like you're pushing the issue to right. get 17 the football. Question about the penalties, and I'm, some were, you know, just dumb things. But do you think part of it they were just literally overmatched? And they, that they looked, they're they looked, holding, and yeah. they're just doing everything they can not to get yeah. Rodgers. I just felt that they were absolutely dominated, much like they were back in 2012 when the Niners were just stout on both sides That's of the ball. Point. That's what it felt like to me watching that game. I'm like, this seems like deja vu. It's not Kaepernick back there, and they don't need that. They 
they the absolutely penalties, dominated. The penalties are weird because you, the 49ers were penalized nine times versus five for the Packers. But the Packers seem to get penalties at the most inopportune time. Exactly. And it seemed to be more exactly. offensive penalties yes. than it was defensive penalties. And they were which dumb put penalties. them in bad down in distance. You know, obviously starting out with Devontae Adams. And that's a ticky-tack call. But, I mean, the question then becomes, why do it? You know right. what I mean? Why do it to begin with? Talk talk when you're on the line next you know. play. you got four quarters to tell this dude how good you are. Right. Just wait till the next play. Yeah. Then when I line up against Richard Sherman, I can say, hey, man. Remember that 10-yard dig route I just had on you? Yeah. I'm going to do it for 12 this time. Yeah. I, I Apparently I, I understand the rest of the game. Right. <laughs> right. It was it was a ticky-tack call, and I think that uh, the, the officials probably could have left it go unless something sure. egregious was said. Usually it's sometimes it's the verbiage that goes along with well, it. Well, and, too, look at, look at the league. They, they were trying to make sure that wasn't happening on another primetime game where it got shipped That's and it got out of hand right point. away. Good point. Yeah. I, I completely understand that, and I know there were people arguing that point that it's, it's minor, it's no big deal. And I kept saying, "Do you realize what just happened a week it's ago it when it got out of town? When it's it got it out starts. of hand?" Yeah. So uh, I completely understand it. We're broadcasting live down here at Coach's Pub and Grill. We're on South 13th Street in Milwaukee, home of the Big Boy Burger. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Oh. So come on out to Huddle tonight. They're going to be here till eight o'clock this evening. If you want to stop by, you can. They're giving away some prizes from Bud Light. Also, anybody that gets a registration slip tonight, get registered for the big screen TV. We're giving away at the end of the season. Compliments of ABC Audio Video and Chris and the gang over there. So we talked a lot about the offense, but specifically the offensive line. You, you mentioned the physicality. Uh, Corey Lindsley's pretty solid, but he just he, he was a step slow. I mean, he was behind. I mean, between him, uh, obviously Billy Turner uh, has had his ups and downs this season. But I think really when you saw this line kind of, I don't want to say fall apart, but really started to give it up, when Balaga went down, I mean, we've realized Balaga's value when he's not been in there rather than when he has been in there. Would you agree? It's been a totally different team when Brian Bulaga is not anchoring one side of it. And also, Billy Turner is a different football player when Brian Bulaga is not next to him as well. And, and they're able to, I think, manipulate that matchup a little bit more. DeForest Buckner gave a lot of welcome to the NFL moments as well. He, he, he graded really well, yeah. Phil, but seeing a couple of times when Elton Jenkins got popped into the chest a couple of times by DeForest Buckner, they, they were teaching a lesson in the yeah. physicality of that game right off the jump. Elton Jenkins looks really good. I mean, really I think good. he's just got to, you know, you got to get through an entire season and then kind of see what everybody's got and different techniques, and then I think you it, it, it benefits you. But Elton Jenkins, Drew, he's, he up until that game this past uh, Sunday night, he had not given up a, a sack all season long. No, he, he seems pretty stout at the attack, and I mean, the team has been wanting him in. I mean, it was unfortunate, you know, with the injury. Um you know, with, with the offensive line earlier, but he got his start. He's not giving it up. I and mean, doesn't they, that they happen? Like doesn't that happen a lot in sports, though? Like where a team will pick this kid, they pick Elton Jenkins. They knew they wanted to start Elton Jenkins right. at some point. Well, it's it the circle. At some point, it's the circle of life yeah. that we have this guy that has one year left on his contract, but we'd really like to start this young kid. So go beat him, and then we can play it. And then ultimately, the injury falls in their lap and they might have a guy that could play in a Pro Bowl. Now the question becomes, what do they do in the offensive line? Well, Brian Balaga, even though it was the best of news, only a sprained MCL, he most likely is not going to be playing this weekend. So now what do they do? We'll talk about that when we come back. Broadcasting live here, we are uh, sitting here inside our friends and coaches, Pub and Grill, South 13th Street in Milwaukee. It's the Bill Michael Settle brought to you by Bud Light. We're here until 8 o'clock. Come on out and say hi. We've got more coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We are back. The Bill 
Michaels huddle back out on the road tonight. We were at Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street in Milwaukee here until 8 o'clock this evening. Come on over, say hello. Uh, we're going to be here until, like I said, 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Drew Burgoyne from CBS 58 is here. Baby Towns, Bill Schmidt is here from uh, our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. And we were talking about uh, this this offensive line. So now what? Because it appears they've, they've elevated uh, one of the cats off the practice squad. Uh, yeah, how clearly, do you say his name? Yeah, clearly Alex Light is my boy Yash. Uh, Yash, yeah. is that his, you yeah. don't have a boy named Yash back in? Uh, no, I back don't. home you guys I'll just, don't I'll just hang say out no. with your boy Yash every no. once in a while. There's no Yash, imaginary my... friend. <laughs> There's no Yash hanging out. You know, it's <laughs> Yash. So uh, maybe it's just a millennial. It's a soft it's Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess the question becomes: Who do you think ends up? In, uh, in playing that right tackle position. How much shuffling do you think they're going to do? I mean, I, I look, they're not going to be playing a, a really staunch defensive front. I mean, they're decent against the run. They're not great. Their secondary is all beat up. Uh, so I guess the, the way to do the way to beat uh, the New York Giants is simply don't allow pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and the rest is going to kind of handle itself because that secondary is young and not great. So who plays the right tackle position? I think you got to go with Alex Light at this point. I, th- I think you got to give the dude a chance to to have the full week understand know that he's going to be playing and and have a week of practice where you see what you have to do to get this guy ready for game day because we're talking about brian bulaga out this week also i would forecast that he misses the washington game because what what do you need him in that game what you need him for is to be ready to go against 52 and 94 against chicago and 94 and 90 against minnesota because those are those are big time pass rushers in big time games that are going to get after somebody so ryan kerrigan good guy for alex light to play against that's a higher level of competition than maybe you'll see this week but i think you go with alex light when you know you got to give him some help you're quicker on the trigger than in the middle of the fourth quarter like you saw this week run the football Right? I mean, run the football. Right. You know, that off helps the gut. I mean, if, if you're getting that pressure on the outside. Now, I know you couldn't do that with San Francisco because you that defensive line, I mean, arguably is the best in, you know, the National Football League. Yeah, 100%. Weekend. And they showed it. I mean, they, they absolutely showed it. But I feel with the Giants, you know, you should be able to run the football, slow down the pass rush, and allow Aaron Jones, who, in my humble opinion, is your best offensive weapon. I mean, he is... The difference maker. He's special. I mean, he should supersede Devontae Adams 10 times out of 10. And he should only make Devontae Adams better, quite frankly. But let that guy, you know, get into space. I mean, there were spots in the game this past week. Wasn't he standing wide open? Yeah. Wasn't Aaron Jones standing wide open? He had a couple of, of times coming out of the backfield that he was he was pretty open, you know. For and sure. again, he's had his big runs off of the, the pass play has not been big pass plays downfield it's been quick outs or short outs that he has broken into big runs get the ball into your playmaker's just, hands you just get it into his hands he's so quick so you know i i i understand you know look aaron Rodgers said Devontae Adams was a top three receiver in the league i think we can all agree no he's not no he's especially when you've seen what some of those top yeah, receivers no have done. he's not no. uh, he's very good and i and i've said that before look i'm not going to demean Devontae Adams and say no he's not good or no he's he's average he, well you've been on this for a while Bill. I, you gotta I, say that. I, I, we've yeah. talked about this a few times I just on your have show. never bought into that because the eyeball test tells me different yeah uh when you don't consistently have double teams on him that tells me guys are trying to do it one-on-one and if they're successful do he, he's not four three speed 
He can go up and get a ball. He is a timing guy. He runs good routes with Aaron Rodgers, and there's a trust level there. But he's not top three. He's, he, this is not Amari Cooper streak, streaking down the sideline. This no. is not Julio Jones in his day going no. down the sideline. So, you know, to me, and I said this uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I mean it, the Packers do have a number two wide receiver. It's Devontae Adams. They don't have that big-time number one. Well, and, and my favorite part about it is, too, how, how do you remedy this next year? And, and it stinks that we're already talking, like, trying to make your team better for a, a Super Bowl run next year. But you're looking at it in is having only Devontae Adams the problem, or is it if you have the legit number one on the other side, what is Devontae Adams going to – how is he going to react? And you don't want to even think that that's an issue because the dude has fallen in line all yeah. his entire career except for week three against the Broncos when he squawks after say, you win. Yeah, I think you tell him you, you need help. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they are concentrating on you or you're not getting open, we can't get you the ball, or we target you 12 times but really only seven passes are worth, you know, right. targets is catch. Um, then it is what it is. But I, I'll say this. I, I don't think it, for those that said, well, Emmanuel Sanders would have looked better in a Green Bay Packer uniform, and I can't argue that, but it, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't win them that ball game the other night. No chance. No, they no, got punched no. in the face And if you think Emmanuel no. Sanders was the number one receiver that was going to make Devontae Adams' targets fall down, I, I, th- I think you're completely kidding yourself. If Aaron Jones doesn't demand targets and Emmanuel Sanders was going to be on the outside who can't get away from Jair Alexander – I don't, I don't see that happening either. No, I, I completely agree with that. There are holes, you know, and, and that's the thing with starting so, you know, to have this great record to start out, it's easy to just put the blinders on and be like, oh, my gosh, here they go. They're, they're going to roll. But going into the season, we knew that there were holes all over the place. And Goody can only fill a certain amount. You only have a certain amount of cash to be able to do it, and you only have a certain amount of draft picks. So um, he's got to hit big time this offseason, especially in the first – you know, the first couple of rounds to find guys. I mean, it's not just receiver, you know, offensive line, tight end, inside linebacker, who, by the way, I remember a couple of years ago when Ted Thompson was still there, Gutenkins came out to talk about one of the draft picks, and he basically said, we don't value inside linebacker. He was the one who said it. That was one yeah. of the, yeah, that he was one of the thought processes. And, yeah. and I, so I don't know if that's, that's great gonna, recall. I don't know if that's going to change, but it better because – I mean, if we keep saying that you keep getting torched by guys like Kittle and whoever else as a tight end, quite frankly, it's going to continue. It's not going to stop. And I mentioned this today. Look, Kittle's kind of the best of the best. You know, Greg Olson still can get it done. He had a decent game and had a big catch. You know, I mean, some of the tight ends they faced, you can say, well, they faced some of the best. And and they've had a pretty difficult schedule for the first, you know, 10 weeks of the season. And it does get easier. So, and, and in the meantime, San Francisco obviously gets a lot tougher. They've got to go to Baltimore, and Baltimore looks like a juggernaut right now. Really? Then they nice. got to go yeah. down to the Dome and take on the New Orleans Saints before they come back home. And they got a couple easy games, and then they kind of close out their season going to Seattle. So they don't have an easy road if they're going to still end up with the number one seed in the NFC. While the Packers, Packers could virtually, if they end up knocking off Minnesota, they could win out. It's not the toughest schedule in the world at this point. And how tough is it? Like in this point, this is one of the most enjoyable times as a sports fan when your team is getting good again right yeah. like, like the Packers for the last couple of years we've had to suffer with with knowing they have talent around that could be competing for a championship but the team itself just can't so you're, you're in this run of where the team is getting good you're seeing oh man we actually have maybe a top five running back in the conference we can move the ball we can throw it we can defend we can actually get after somebody on the defensive side and you're starting to see things fall in line and you don't actually want to say well they do really only 
have one legit target that they want to get it to on the outside. And you start kind of overlooking some of those gaps that you have and some of those holes that you have at that point. Look at that 2018 draft of what Brian Gutekunst has brought into the team. Outside of maybe one in Jair Alexander, there's a lot of misses on that on that radar yeah. there in 2018. They started out really hot and then really, really hot. Out, one by one started to fade. And you start looking at some of those names. We went through it on the, on the show yesterday and because I, I had it brought up to us. Josh um, Jackson has no, not performed. He was a healthy scratch two weeks o ago. Oren Burks uh, has had the injury, but I will have to wait and see how he plays. Uh, Cole Madison, obviously now hasn't out played. the end of the yeah. season and yeah. had to take a season off. J.K. Scott, somebody, his leg is on a milk carton. You so, have no idea what's happening. You don't what's know what's happening, happening there, right? Marquez Valdez-Scanling, you're still waiting for him yeah. to kind of develop. Equinemia St. Brown not playing this year because of an injury. Uh, then what do you got? James Lorenz and, and Jamon Moore is in Cleveland. And Jamon Moore is in Cleveland. Uh, you know, so it, it just it, it it didn't turn out the way we thought it was. And that was supposed to be the draft that was going to fortify the wide receiving uh, the core. The reason you could go ahead and let go of Randall Cobb, yep. which I still look for the money he got. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, let him go. I, he is doing some good things down there, but I'd rather let him go a year too early than a year too late. And I said it before, he was he's a great route runner. He wasn't oversized. He wasn't going to go up and get a ball at the apex. He wasn't fast. He wasn't going to be burning a bunch of people. He was maybe an inside slant guy every now and then. But where he was so special was on the comeback when Aaron got into trouble. 100%. Aaron was a scrambler. He would show up. I go back to when he came back to take on the Giants in the postseason, and he came back and had a big game at Lambeau Field. Because he was so in tune with Aaron Rodgers, he knew where he was supposed to be when Aaron began to scramble. So that's where he had his value. Would you see this offense being more in line with the distribution of the football if Randall Cobb was just on it. If Randall Cobb was on this team, would um, we be having the conversations of, well, they're forcing the ball to Devontae too much and they're not looking at other spots? No, we would be talking about Devontae and Randall getting all the all the targets. I kind of I kind of lay I, you in know, I, I, look, I don't see if Randall Cobb's on this team, Aaron Rodgers is scanning the full 52 and a half saying, oh, that green jersey's open. I still go back I don't to see the, that being I still go back to the Philadelphia game. Early on in that ball game, we saw Aaron Rodgers very frustrated on the third down, threw the ball to I, – I, was Devontae playing at that point in time or was he not? He got hurt He got hurt in that, that game fourth, late. Yeah. Threw it to Devontae on a crossing pattern and just kind of threw it into the dirt. Aaron was pointing. Here comes LaFleur running down the sidelines. You could clearly see Aaron say, what do you want me to do, kind of sarcastically. And then you could see LaFleur say, throw the – ball right <laughs> you know just throw the ball right and and to me i thought okay cool you know this is a guy saying knock it off just get rid of the ball maybe that has to happen again but i just they just started to get into a flow in that kansas city game and i really started to believe that this offense with the distribution you didn't need a number two because jimmy graham would move the sticks mercedes lewis would move the sticks aaron jones would move the sticks you had jamal williams you had Marquez Valdez Scantling suddenly Geronimo Allison got rid of the drops and his hands became right. so much better. Oh, he's, and I yeah. and I thought, okay, you don't have to have a number two if you can just take chunks and move the ball down the field, and they've completely gotten away from that. Has there ever been somebody that has made a better living being somebody else's friend than Jimmy Graham at this point? Right. I mean, he, Aaron Rodgers comes but, out and talks about how much he, how helpful he was right. last year. But look at Jimmy though. And, and gone. when he throws to him, he's got a forty-yard catch this year, a ten-yard catch with a thirty-yard run. When you get him the ball, and he's he's like what I call Jermichael Finley. Involve him early, and he's all over it. And he can be if, over if it. you don't, he goes away. He just he he's, he's just out there moving around and doing. And it, no no offense to him, but but to me, but we've all been that guy playing right. ball, and all of a sudden you're like. 
Dude's not throwing it over right, here. Right, And you start dogging the route a little bit. In, yeah. I, human I, nature. I said in that Dallas game, in that uh, in that uh, Oakland game, and in that Kansas City game, that's some of the best football I've seen Aaron Rodgers ever play. And I saw one of his most incredible games against Atlanta in the Dome down there on that run to a Super Bowl. Right. And these games were some of the most incredible games because he just, he just anywhere you weren't, he was going to put it. Yep. Now it's like I'm going to put it here regardless of whether you're there or not. And, and that's the thing that becomes so maddening. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're broadcasting live at Coach's Pub and Grill. We're here on South 13th Street in Milwaukee. And uh, if you want to stop by and say hi, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Home of the Big Boy Burger. We just got two of them delivered to the table. Paul. Drew and uh, Billy Schmidt going to go face first into those things. Yeah, we'll, Drew going. We'll let you know how much of this man. thing comes back. Uh, Making me do a salad, When too. we come back at the end of break, <laughs> how much of these things are actually left. But uh, nevertheless, come on by and say hi. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. More of the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are here. We are at Coach's Pub and Grill. It's Bill Michael Suttle on South 13th Street in Milwaukee. Always a great place to come and uh, hang out with Cornet and his whole staff. And uh, we got a good crowd here tonight. We've been here before uh, during a, a Thursday night show, and it's been crowded. We've had a good crowd. Tonight's really good crowd. they got cribbage out back, and they got the games on right now, and you've got uh, the uh, the draw for the top four. Bill, they're playing and, for keeps out and, there in this cribbage game, man. Yeah, well, if shots oh. are fired, we're ducking. We're behind the wall. Yeah, we're people, good. I'm telling you, they're, yeah. they're, these okay. people are playing for keeps back here. <laughs> this is getting <laughs> real crap talk. Real, so, yeah. real. I, I have to sit here and, and, and state that our, our buddy Drew Burgoyne is – you're like – you're like the Oreo in a fluffernutter because, <laughs> because between me and Billy, we're some happy dudes over here, you know? And then you got Drew, Mr. Fit, who can run marathons and right. climb mountains and stuff. And so they brought out two big boy burgers. Now, I have to admit, I got here at 530, and it was gone in about 15 minutes. So I, I devoured that thing. But during the break, Drew got through three quarters of his. Have you taken a bite out of yours? I, I have not. That, and, and there's uh, only there's only one person. You crushed your salad, though. I wrecked the salad. Oh, okay. And I wouldn't have ordered a salad. Which I can't believe that you crushed the salad first. If it wasn't for this yeah. man sitting right next to me. The guy is an absolute inspiration. His pecs just jump out of the shirt <laughs> that you can see during the meteor out, during the, the five day, which I'm that's still That's because he predicted cold weather. Coming well, right yeah, here. That's true. You just see. <laughs> Tightened up. There's this big huge hot warm front coming in from the west coast and all of a sudden if you notice you can almost see the veins popping out <laughs> yeah. from this dude on the biceps it's incredible well that's, a, that's because his clicker weighs 80 pounds <laughs> he's doing curls with his clicker during the nobody else is doing different that. than my 12 right? ounce curls well, yeah. rob haswell's not doing 40 pound curls <laughs> no, with his no, clicker. come on now oh, he's asleep <laughs> well there's a couple in front of us that you can't see and they absolutely just demolished the burgers and yeah they wrecked them I, yeah i thought they were having marital issues because they didn't talk to each other yeah. but no that that's not what it was they inhaled it now they're smiling laughing yeah. and so uh so I, yeah you I, devoured that yeah I, i'm proud of you really good work though yeah you crushed well, you not started out you started out pouring the dressing on a salad and i thought he's gonna eat the salad take a couple bites of the burger and go, mm, this is really good Isn't and then leave so it like nice? that i'm full <laughs> you know oh God. I could never eat a full. Oh my God! Days. Those burgers give me the vapors. <laughs> you know, off he off he goes back. Oh, no, he's studio, not your you producer. Know? So, <laughs> so, and Billy's eating a salad, and I'm like, what the hell? Right? If I, if what I happened in, here? I'm in the nexus of the universe over here. <laughs> what the hell happened? Eight five five eight three zero eight six. Right? If you want to chime in, you can. So we've been talking about this Packers team and some of the holes that they have to fill. If you had to label, now I, I hate to look ahead. 
but I'm going to do it anyway just for the sake because we got into that discussion. But if you're going to label, label needs for next year, you I, I, do you go defense again? Peyton Manning at the end of his career won a Super Bowl because of defense. Because of defense. Tom Brady is 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 as good as Tom Brady is, but his defense won him that game yep. a couple of years ago. And and again last year, really. I mean, when you talk about it, because it was a 3-3 three three score late in that ballgame. Mm-hmm. So you look at Brady, what he has had over the years. LeVar Jackson could take him to a, take him to a Super Bowl, oh, but yeah. he's got a really good defense. Right. Colin Kaepernick got far because they had Navarro and all those guys, and they had a hell of a oh, defense. Yeah. Patrick Wilson, San Francisco – has a terrific defense. Seattle won a Super Bowl with the Legion of Boom because of their defense. Do you say we need more weapons from Aaron Ro- for Aaron Rodgers, or do we need to continue with this defense and make it as big and as bad as we can, or do you go after speed at the wide receiver position and depth via free agency for the defense? See, I think you can get players to score with Aaron Rodgers in free agency. I think if you're going to draft and develop something, you talked about one part there, big. They need to get bigger up front. And yeah. As much as I love Kenny Clark's game, as much as the yeah. next guy, the dude needs some help if you're going to line him up in the interior of a defensive line and expect to stop the run. You, you get rid of Mike Daniels, who, who plays alongside of him. Kenny Clark is a small guy. There's a reason why he can rush the passer from the nose tackle position. He submarines people. Because he gets underneath people like that. But if you're going to be able to stop the run legitimately, and I think that's – that's where a lot of these problems start. And and you, you attack tight ends because you can run the football and you can control the clock and then take your calculated shot. What the hell happened to Montrevious Adams? I mean, right, he was supposed to be the guy, does. right? And that's the toughest part because I watched that dude absolutely freight train through the SEC when yeah. he was at Auburn. There, there's Sean so, Gary the same way. He's only getting about 20% of the snaps now, anywhere from 15 to 20 Well, 20 think about total. that, too. We, but who is he going to displace? We watched, this, no. we watched this team draft their number 12 overall pick. When you don't expect to get that high again in the draft, if you're going to be a competitive team, they took a backup. They took a development yeah. dude to back up two guys that they paid, Bill, like you just said, over $100 million combined to. And, right. and, and they're worth like... They are a hundred million right, dollars. They're totally worth, you know, what they, you know, what they paid. Bill, I don't know. I, I I'm all. Seems like they're trying to do a culture change. If 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 I was looking at the defense, it looks like they are trying to build a different kind of culture of a defense. I think you need another shutdown corner as well. I, you know? I mean, Tremont Williams is going to be around forever. No. I'm not ready to. Hey, Tremont Williams has had, a, actually, I know he got really good. He's been fine. but he's had a really good season. You know, uh, for those Kevin that King, know I'm not ready to throw him. I, I think. I think he's going to be good Kevin for them. Kevin King and Jair Alexander are aggressive, and I like that. They'll yeah. take a chance. Now, yeah. they'll get burned. Uh, it, it comes with the territory. But I like the fact that they take chances. Jair Alexander, the only knock on him is he will get so many deflections and have opportunities for picks and just doesn't have the hands to bring it in. Right. That's why he's not a wide you know? receiver, right? Yeah, no doubt about so it. So that, that's well, the and, only knock against him. And talk about being aggressive, too. We're learning how aggressive Darnell Savage Jr. wants to play the safety position because he's getting burned a few different times on play action wanting to come up and stick somebody. I like the kind of secondary that they've built in the last couple of drafts, but I do think if you're going to build this team and think that it's a perennial Super Bowl contender, you need to be able to shorten the game and control the clock, one thing that they haven't been able to do. And as much as that's not fun and you're not going to go and maybe go get C.D. Lamb a wide receiver from o- Oklahoma or, right. or one of those wide receivers you're going to watch against the Badgers in Minnesota this week because both of those dudes are probably going to go first two days. 
you're probably going to have to go defense to continue building what you think you already have and maybe what you don't have as much of what you thought. Now the question is, are you going to pay Blake Martinez? Because he's coming up. If I could pay Joe Schobert, I'd rather do that. Okay. I could. I could right? Like, yeah. I, I think they're both fourth-round picks. They're right. both kind of floating in that realm. But I think Joe Schobert maybe has a little bit more of the playmaking spot that we're looking out of Blake Martinez. Yeah. You look at what Pettin wants to do. He wants speed. He wants athleticism and speed. Right. He wants to get faster and bigger. Blake Martinez is is very – the key word I keep using for him is solid. It's, and it's almost like a game manager in football. It's an ugly yeah, word. Yeah, no doubt about but it. he's solid. He's a good tackle. A.J. Hawk. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk. 2.0. You know, I, maybe a little bit better wheels but uh, and, and knowledge. But uh, to me, a lot of the things that are going on right now in the middle, it's communication and it's athleticism. I know Roquan Smith had some issues with the Bears and this and that, but could you imagine someone with that type of athleticism and speed, someone that can – They were – you know, I mean, someone like that, yes. you know, I would love to see and draft him high. I don't care. But like I mentioned earlier, as we talked about, <clears throat> do they value an inside linebacker that that much? And I don't think they do. And that's why I think we're spinning our wheels almost with that type of conversation. I could be wrong. Sure. No. And, and I think it's a good point, Drew, because you were two picks away from getting Devin Bush, who ended up right. going right. 10 to Pittsburgh. That dude's having a phenomenal year right. and possibly could be an all-pro. Right. So, I mean, there, there's – Think about this. You could Say you jump crazy. up and grab him. You could have T.J. Watt, you know. <laughs> Man, and that, that defense has kind of helped him out. That's kind of carried him. When they went on, when they started out one and four. Yeah, because they they're starting a guy that. who calls himself Duck willingly. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other story within itself. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're broadcasting live at Coach's Pub and Grill. Here on South 13th Street, we are in Milwaukee. Come on by and say hi, packed house, and it keeps getting more and more packed as we as we speak. Everybody coming in for the Big Boy Burger, the Cribbage Tournament tonight. You've got uh, hoops over there on the big screen. You've got uh, the ESPN countdown to the top 25 teams in the country. So there's a lot happening here. Come on out and say hello on this pre-Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving day is what we'll call it. There you go. <laughs> and uh, join the Bill Michaels Show, uh, the Bill Michaels Settle out here, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We've got more right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live. We're at Coach's Pub and Grill. We're here on South 13th Street in Milwaukee. If you want to come on by, we got another hour yet to go to the program. Going until 8 o'clock tonight. Talking about the, this Packers team and uh, the you know the aftermath really coming out of the game against the San Francisco 49ers. Drew Burgoyne from CBS 58 alongside and from our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 12:50 a.m. and 105.7 FM. The fan, uh, Bill Baby Tao Schmidt is here as well. So the Packers get physically beat up. We all know that, okay? And it seems like there's the level of the 49ers, and then maybe a tick or two below, you've got Seattle. Although Seattle beat them, so I'd put Seattle right there with yep. them. And, and Seattle beat them in San Fran. And then you've got, uh, you know, a team like, say, the Saints and a team like, say, the Vikings and the Packers. They're kind of bunched in, and you kind of pick any one of those teams on any, any given week. So the, the question then becomes, what, are the, what is the Packers' final record? Is it 12-4 and four or 13-3? and three? Billy, I'll start with you. I think it's 13-3. and three. I think they finally win up at U.S. Bank. Uh, they haven't been able to go and get a win there, and, and this is one of the – That'll be the premier test where you, you go up to U.S. Bank 
and you've now gotten beat up twice when you knew you were going to get tested physically and get punched in the mouth. You know what it's going to take to go and get a win against Minnesota Vikings up in their place because they're going to try to run the ball on you, and they're going to have some success running the football on you. To think Dalvin Cook is just going to lay down for you when you go up there, he's going to have his 100-something yards. You're going to have to make sure you neutralize uh, Adam Thielen along with Stephon Diggs on the outside and Kyle Rudolph up the middle and Irv Smith aren't going to be any slouches as well. But that's the game to me that you see – where the organization steps up to a team that in the last two years they've been much better than you as a program and an organization so i think they end up 13 and 3 i think they get the win in minnesota and i think they end up the three seed for for all for all bill's points right there that's why i think they're 12 wins that that viking game i I think that worries let's say they end up at 12 wins. seattle has next week the vikings they get them at uh, up in seattle Then they go on the road and take on the Rams, and we saw the Rams get dump truck last night. That, that kind of made me feel a little bit better. I right? don't know if the Rams are going to respond or they're if done. Jared Goff and well, company are going to tuck done. away and, and just go away no, and become nothing. They're done. And they've got issues. I mean, Goff, they're paying a lot of money, Who too. Who is calling them done? Uh, yeah. Time, just, time of death, nine thirteen yeah. last night. He's it's, forked it's, them. Over. So um, you've got Jared Goff and company who they're paying a ton of money to. Jalen Ramsey, who gave up all the picks for, and he is now sniping. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, you've got imagine aging, that yeah, crazy, which y'all knew. Uh, you've got an aging Clay Matthews. Yeah, uh, he look uh, good. you know you paid a ton of money to Donald. You got a ton of money wrapped up in in some guys. Donald is at least semi-producing, but Goff has looked bad in five players. Yeah, and and so I don't know if that's the methodology by which any team would want to follow at this point. They they were kind of like they fooled you last year, and that's the way a lot of people yeah. out in L.A. are now feeling. Now, now that you brought that up, I, re- I remember I took some notes for when they first made that trade. So they have Cooks, Goff, Donald, Ramsey, and Gurley. So those five and guys. And Gurley hasn't looked the same since he injured no, that knee last no, year, and they said it yeah. wasn't a knee injury. Those five guys are all in the top five of highest-paid players at their position, and they per- take over 50% of right. their cap. And they've traded their first-round picks in all but – Five consecutive years. You're right. done. Your windows, you're closed. So I, mean, I don't know what the Rams are going to be. Seattle then has to go to Carolina to face the Panthers, and I don't know what the Panthers are going to be. Yeah, uh, they got to take on the Cardinals, and they got to take on the 49ers at the end of the season. So let's say they get two losses, that would put them at 12 and four. Okay. So then you move on. You look at the 49ers schedule, and I mentioned the 49ers for where they're at. The 49ers have a tough way to go because they got to go. Hell. Yeah, they got to go on the road, and they got to take on. Uh, they got to take on Baltimore. Then they got to go to New Orleans. They still have they got a couple easy games in there, but then they still have to go to Seattle and take on the Seattle Seahawks. So they could very well end up with with say a record of twelve and four. And that's also a team that beat the Arizona Cardinals by a score twice. Right. So I mean, like it's I not know. like outside of the Packer game, you've seen this team dump truck people. You saw them beat up Carolina, and you saw them beat up Green Bay, where they punched right. the team in the mouth early got a turnover, got a score, and momentum rolled on the way throughout. And it was over, and the, the landslide just kept coming. Do you, do you think the Packers, it, you know, certain teams just don't match up well. Do you think the Packers are just one of those teams with the 49ers? They just don't match up well. I mean, it, is that possible? possible? Yeah, it's like, part of it. And so you just hope you don't go through that road. It was like you lost the physicality up front. I mean, right, you, yeah. you lost in the trenches. That's where you really lost that game. So yeah. the Packers – if they, if you go by your methodology, they could end up at thirteen and three. They still, depending on what happens with the Saints, because the Saints are at nine and two. The Saints are kind of the very quiet monkey wrench in this whole thing. And I know people are kind of rolling their eyes right now, saying there's no way they're going to get the number one seed. But there's still that outside yeah. possibility. But 
you, there's still a chance they can definitely record-wise in sure. the NFC. You've got four or five teams that could still get it in the AFC. You know, it's either going to be New England or Baltimore, and everybody else is playing for third best in that right. in that conference. We pretty much know in the NFC who's going to make the playoffs, right? And we know the wild cards. You got a gonna... couple of monkey wrenches. You got the, the the Vikings are in there. Yeah, you know I'm... somebody from the East has to win. So right now Dallas is on it's top. Be Dallas. So you've got a point, team yeah. that could end up winning 12 games that may not even make the postseason. But we know the wild card's coming out of the West and it's coming out of the North, right? At this and point, then, yeah. And then no whoever else it, right. wins the division. I mean, so, yeah, you kind of have a good at least idea when it comes to that. So. I think my, my favorite part about it as well, and, and you just mentioned it, you're kind of cheering for the Niners now to take the thing off the sheet. And they'll be the number one seed, and you can still get that number two. Right. Because if they beat New Orleans, you still do hold that tiebreaker over New Orleans because they both suffer one extra conference loss. If the Packers and Saints both lose to the Niners, yeah. you had it right now. You'd be able to take up and, and get that number two and get that one bye. And, guys, a week off for Aaron Rodgers is going to be you so the, huge. Although we saw the week off, it didn't do jack going out to San Francisco. But <laughs> true, you get a true. week off Self -scout. and yeah. you get a week off to, to get ready to, for, to have a home game, which yes. you would assume at Lambeau Field in the cold weather in January. We all know it's the most inclement. So I would much rather see New Orleans come here. I would much rather see San Fran come here. I would much rather see Dallas come here. You know, you, I you, don't know if I'd rather see Seattle come here, though. No, because don't they don't mind at all. Weather. Russell <laughs> Wilson doesn't mind that weather. And, and I, I, I do not want to see that guy in this situation. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light. Coming up right after this. Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.